Welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where two nerds talk about things that we love. My name is Newman. My name is Yusuf. And today we're going to talk about Street Fighter 2. But before we get into that, I'll just say, how are you doing, Yusuf? I'm good. I'm fine. I'm quarantining like everybody else. I'm coming yeah. into my third week of it now. Um, it's, well, it's three weeks working from home from Tuesday next week. But we've kind mm. of been, you know, sitting at home for a little bit of time before that, avoiding going out. What about you? Yeah, it's it's been grand, you know. Uh, I can thankfully work from home as well, but it's just, yeah, I think it's tough for everyone, you know. Um, I think, like a lot of people have been saying, things will probably always be different after this, you know. Yeah. Um, any, any funny coronavirus stories just to make people feel a little happier about things? No, it's absolutely atrocious, Newman. It's it kind of awful. I, I had an experience I'd like to share with you. All right, then. And, and you can tell me if I'm being ridiculous All or right. if I have grounds to be... I already irritated. have an opinion on it, but go on. <laughs> well, I, I, if, I don't know if you remember, but like there was this weekend a couple of weeks ago before um, like there was this text going around this WhatsApp of someone who was basically saying... It was this Dr. Oh, Tim. What? Is this from Dr. Tim? No, 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 not no. like that. It was like some guy, oh, I'm a friend with a guard and uh, there's going to be a lockdown on Monday. Oh. The army have been called in. Like, yeah, yeah. For, I, I can't understand why anyone would spread that first of all. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I should I should have known by the spelling of the text that and the grammar yeah, yeah. that it was just fake. But it, it, I, I went to the shops. So I was used to start work at eight and uh, I went to Tesco, which opens at seven. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't, I didn't believe that it was going to happen, but like this herd mentality brain came over me and I was kind of like, well, what if it does, you know, and yeah, you yeah. don't have milk and you don't have bread for, for the kids and all. So I went anyway and I was sitting in my car and there wasn't many people, but then I got to the entrance and there was like, there was about 10 people standing outside mm-hmm. and like they were, they all had like their trolleys in their hands and there was like this kind of, you know, starting line for this insane drag race of people just ready to run in as soon as the doors opened like yeah. people had different color gloves and stuff and they were like you know anyway so the doors open and, and we went in and i was just kind of like stay calm you know like just keep cool and you know that'll transfer to other people and it seemed to and uh, when i got in i got like to the vegetable area and i was kind of like a guy who was trying to get through me and i was like all right go on go ahead you know and he was like oh thanks very much mm-hmm. so that was that was fine um, but then after I got my few bits, it was like queuing and the queue went all the way down the center of, of the shops. And I was probably in the queue for about 35 minutes just, just to get to the oh, checkout. Shit. Yeah. And there was three checkouts, right? And so, no, hold on. There was two checkouts and this one line, as you approach, whatever checkout was free, the person went into it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this woman who was behind me. And she kept looking over my shoulder. I was kind of like, oh, what does she want? Like, you know, it's obvious we're waiting for the line. She kept looking over, kept looking over. And then as I was the first, next person to go mm-hmm. uh, to the checkouts, there was two people at both checkouts anyway. But she looked over and she was like, well, why don't you go there? I said, I said, no, I said, fine, I'll wait here. I can go, you know, in this one. It looks quicker anyway. Yeah. So, she, so she went in front of me and went over to the other one. And I said, right, Grant, fair enough. You know, I think this is going to be as quick anyway. Yeah, yeah. Much but, then, but then when the one of the one of the people working there uh, was kind of like, oh, we're opening this checkout. Can you move there? She asked me to move into this line. Right. And I said, I said Grant. So as, as I was walking up. And Hang I, on. I got she asked you to move into a brand new line, was it? 
Yeah, a okay, brand okay. new line, a brand new deck had opened, and she told me to move because yeah. I was I was the next person in the line, and your one was already over there. Yeah, and um, anyway, I moved into I moved into the checkout, and uh, she she comes she comes up behind me. And she says something. I, d- I didn't know what it was because I was kind of just putting stuff on. And she starts putting her stuff on the belt in front, like behind me. Right. And the belt is moving up and it's like coming up to my stuff. And I was like, I- I'm trying to put my stuff on the belt. Like I, I have stuff in my, you know, in yeah. my trolley. And she would- then she kind of pretend like she she didn't realize. And she was like, oh, 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 sorry. And I said, like, you know, I wasn't a hue before you, you know. And yeah. she was just, but like, and then she was having to hold all her stuff back down the belt. <laughs> mine she was standing there holding this stuff for about 10 minutes as i was putting stuff on it like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like oh my god like you know absolutely no patience but it was just you know i think i have a reason to be cranky gone uh, yeah. with this yeah. particular story do it's you hard, agree it's hard to know if like if she's like that because this is going on and she's panicking a bit or if she's just a bit of a dickhead yeah you know what I, I, mean? I think i think it was a ladder yeah because i mean there's People like who always got they kind of pretend they don't know there's a queue or they don't know that there's stuff going on. And I I think the older I get, the the easier it is for me to be like, there's a queue here actually, and uh, and and or like the line starts back there. And how quickly people go, like, oh sorry sorry sorry, and they'll get out of the way. But, yeah, uh, it took exactly. It's taken about thirty years for me just to be like, oh no, it's okay, it's not a big deal and stuff like that. But now I'm like, yeah. no, get away. There's <laughs> a queue. I know, I know. And the, like, there's that whole thing of like. People are saying, "Oh, you know, we're seeing such good in people at the moment." I'm like, "Yeah, we are, but we're also seeing the worst." In people. <laughs> That's you know true, what I mean? Yeah. Like, people like just going crazy. I, I when I was in in the shops, there was a woman who was like in front of me, and no word of a lie, she had about eight bunches of bananas in her trolley. Right. You know, and I was just like, "Who needs that many bananas? They go off, you know." Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. you can't keep them perpetually. Have so you heard? Just, you know, it's just. Have you heard about the, uh, there's the big massive up t- uptake in people um, making banana bread? No. <laughs> yeah, it's just this weird thing. It's like there's loads of uh, like, uh, like searches for it have gone up massively and everything in, in this month. And I right. uh, think it's because loads of people have like panic bought loads of stuff and they bought loads of bananas and now they're all going yeah, off yes. in everyone's house. So yeah. everyone is just making banana bread. Uh, yeah. because there's nothing else they can make out of it so they're just they're doing exactly that they're buying bunches of bananas they're all rotting in a bowl so they're just chucking them all into banana bread to use them up yeah it's it's just it's really annoying. I'll tell you something else that annoyed me uh, so sorry yeah I know I've hijacked the podcast it's supposed to be on Street Fighter 2 but um, uh, just a quick one I went down to Bull Island which is in and about two kilometers from my house maybe slightly more it's but, definitely um, more but go on yeah, so I, I got down there and I was like, okay, grand, it's half six, um, you know, it, there's no one around, it's the safest place I can walk because it's so wide. Yeah. Guards are blocked off the road down to the to Bull Island. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not for and, you though, really, that's the thing, it's just, uh, it's trying to just make that point to stop everyone going. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that early and like that place, I mean, we're still supposed to get our exercise and stuff, but. Did you okay. hear uh, the guards pulled over ma'am? No. Yeah, because she was driving down to St. Anne's Park with the dog in the back yeah. to bring her for a walk. And they were like, you're not supposed to be coming here. And she's like, oh, well, I walked the last three days. It's quite close. But yeah. uh, you're not really meant to be coming in your car at all. So they stopped her. Uh, she was able to keep going on, but they kind of gave her a warning of it. She said she got, oh, yeah, okay. she got out of the car and she felt like she'd been scolded. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Look, it's it's for the good, I know, but it's just you know you have to be human at the same time, you know, during yeah. all this. But um, yeah, look, enough about coronavirus because I've 
I'm just so fed up with hearing about it. And like, this is probably exactly why we thought we'd do something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, logic and that it, we enjoy it. In, in its own kind of sad way, I am taking it as an opportunity um, because one thing that's great is, is I don't have to commute anymore and stuff. So I save a lot more time uh, in that way. And it means I'm able to play a lot more video yeah. games, which is lovely. Um, so I've been playing Octopath Traveler. Octopath? Octopath. It's a, it's a Switch RPG, right? And it's quite an old school kind of looking one. It looks like um, maybe, uh, what's that called? Sword of Mana, is that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks kind of a bit like that kind of style um, of, of animation and character design and everything. Um, and the whole thing is that it's meant to be, um, you've got these eight different characters, Octo, um, and you can pick any one of them to start a story with. And then you can go to any of the other places when you want and you can like recruit them. Um, and each character has their own, they, they fight in their own ways and they also have their own like out of on like the world map skill that they do. So like one guy can challenge, one um, person can like charm, one person can like get someone to come and join them. Um, you know, they can do these different things in these different ways and, you know, you can unlock different parts of towns and different kind of sections and stuff as you're doing it. Um, so, so far it's, it's a bit of fun. Um, mm. you're I'm, really I'm quite new. It's, it, it's quite, it is good fun. I am enjoying it. And they are these really nice individual stories, but the problem <laughs> is now maybe it's going to change, right? The problem is as I'm going around, I'm getting these people because you can do it in any pattern you want. The characters aren't talking to each other at all. Okay. So you kind of, you go and you meet someone standing in the middle of town and then they're like, oh, will you help me? And then you go, yes. And then they go, do you want to hear this person's origin kind of the thing so to see what would have happened if you had picked them at the beginning and why yeah. they need your help. And then you see their little background and it's a quite, it's a nice little story. And then you go and you do it, but you, they don't talk at all. There's no kind of group thing. And like the, uh, the things that they're going to do are completely different. Like one of them is, um, going to avenge her family who was like a, a, a royal kind of family who was killed one guy is like a former guard who a former bodyguard for somebody who was kind of uh, trying to find someone who backstabbed him one person is trying to go and go on a pilgrimage to protect her sister and stuff like that so they're completely different and i don't know if they're gonna link up at some point but now it's just eight individuals who don't talk to each other and go on the thing it's like I, I'm not ready to talk about my story to you. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, okay. So you may read the transcript, though. Yeah, so it's a bit, like, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I do think the individual stories are really nice, and they're just these really lovely little jumping-off points. But, um, you know, they don't talk to each other. They don't add to each other's story at all in any way. It's, yeah. it's as if they're doing it on their own. It sounds like it wasn't thought out too well. You, you haven't sold that at all. I mean, Yusuf. Well, it's, well, it's good. It is very good. It's very fun. It's very enjoyable. Um, because the characters do like you know they've got different types of magic. Some do. Some do. Uh, one can like recruit enemy and en enemies to kind of join you and stuff like that. So um, it it is quite good fun. I I am really enjoying it, but we'll see as because right now it's the intro kind of bit of everybody. I'm doing all eight people first, and then I'm gonna go into chapter two and three of their stories. And if I do that, mm. I'd let's see if they then come into it a bit more. I okay. Know. I don't know. Mm. Uh, you know what I think of that story? What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is, that, is that Street Fighter sound, is it? Of course it's not. 
You know very well what it is. I'm is probably it? not allowed to say for, you know, copyright reasons. Actually, any sound effects that we use during this podcast is purely for review purposes and therefore well, the whole... cannot be taken down for any reason, just so we know. We're well, clear. I think it's a bot that's going to listen to it. I don't think anyone's going to listen this far into the podcast and then decide. <laughs> Possibly not, but I'm just saying, you know, they probably scan stuff, you know, and, and check the frequency of sounds to see if it matches against what they've released previously and then ban it. That is it. <laughs> Is it? It's Killer Instinct, isn't it? No. What is it? It's a thwomp. Is it? Oh, I thought it was when um, someone gets hit in Killer Instinct. No, <laughs> no, you're thinking of one specific character. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I have not been playing much, but um, as I have kids, as you know, um, but I have been playing um, Tropical Freeze on the Switch. Oh, very good good oh here we go it used to be better back before did it <laughs> used to be better back before no it, it is good um one thing that i don't like is the fact that they've changed and they've done this in the last few years is donkey kong's voice it's like before it was clearly in some way uh, not animated but computer generated like you know because there's no way any human could make that sound you know it's like this rolling kind of ape shriek yeah and now and now a man doing it you know what i mean it's like donkey kong is not a man you know and i just it does it does annoy me you know because i'm like you know don't take away from the charm of donkey kong but the gameplay is, is interesting you know it's it's good you can you know you can tag team up with diddy dixie or um cranky really with cranky yeah is yeah, that who you yeah. pick all the time because you match up so yeah. well exactly but you can't actually play as them they're kind of like on your back and they do different things like basically the oh. same diddy dixie like help you flow along an extra bit oh Frankie okay. uh, just kind of whacks down with his walking stick and causes you to jump higher kind of like scrooge mcduck did and ducktales kind of thing right know? okay yeah, but um it, it's 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 okay it's it's okay it's like a reskinned donkey kong country isn't it no, it's not like Donkey Kong Country at all. Really, I thought it was basically the same thing. I think that's a different game. I think I can't remember what it was. I remember playing one. I think that was Donkey Kong Country Returns. This is Tropical Freeze. Mm. It, I, I thought it, they just re they remastered it for the Switch. No, 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 I don't think so. Exactly, hundred percent. But it is good, and the boss fights are kind of longer than you know just your you know standard three hits on the head of the enemy and it's over you know well, i mean it's got to be pretty difficult to um to make a game like that which was originally a side scroller and to make it relevant you know because i mean like mario completely changed what about 20 years ago but mm -hmm. uh, donkey kong hasn't as as much and it kind of just stuck to its uh you know it just went on the same kind of game but on different uh, like handheld formats change. It doesn't need to change. It's perfect. You can't just do a side scroller for thirty years. It was a three D Donkey Kong on the sixty four, and it was terrible. So you know they tried, it didn't work. Let's go back to basics. But what about three D Mario? Worked way better, much better game. Yeah, because Mario is more agile. He's quicker. He's you know Donkey Kong is a big ape who's slow. But you can make him quicker. He's quick in Smash Bros. Uh, yeah. No, uh, you're just grumpy. You don't like anything new. I say I finished um, Odyssey. It was good. Odyssey, Abe's Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, Mario Odyssey. Oh right. You only thought it was good. You didn't like it. 
thought it was good. Oh. I give it, I give it, I give it seven point five. That's a pretty good rating, seventy five percent. Mario, Mario sixty four was a nine point eight, nine point six. Uh, I do think I did think Mario sixty four was better. Um, but I did, I just like I was just having so much fun when I was playing Mario Odyssey. Yeah, it's fun. Like oh, the one thing that I really liked about it was you know when you can throw your hat on things and you turn into them. Yeah, that was yeah that like you know brought in lots of different kind of elements and gameplay that you know you don't normally see. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The levels were, you know, in sixty four, the levels were also individual. They're also memorable. They're also different. And this, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was like, even like the food level, that was terrible. I don't know what they were doing there. uh, I can't really remember it, to be honest. It's like where everything is food. And there's like this bird at the top of the mountain with a bowl of soup throwing stuff in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you you think that was terrible? Because it was just like, I don't want to look at food in the level. I want to look at, you know, lava and deserts and... (laughs) Why? Like, what's the point? What's the difference? What do you get that for? Because I don't want to be in an environment that I don't enjoy, and I, you know, what you much rather lava and deserts than food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has an ambiance that you know a pile of food doesn't. I mean, you know, but, I, yeah. Oh, but hang on. What about if you're playing Mario Party and you're going around like the Candylands and stuff? You're fine with that. Like them either. No, I'm not fine with that. I didn't like that either. And Mario Party is different because you don't actually explore the world. You're just on a board. Yeah, but this is your yeah. So this should be better. There's more interaction with it. No, you want to interact with a fork. Yeah, that, that's what you were doing. You were putting your hat on a fork and flinging yourself up. I don't want to do that. What do you mean you don't want to do that? <laughs> to do that, I mean it's it's terrible. It was just terrible. Oh my that, god, I can't. I can't imagine anybody else playing that game thinking I don't want to do this. <laughs> this doesn't look like fun. If if there is anyone listening and they played that game. Please tell me you thought that level was crap as well because it was. Ugh. And he, yeah, but and even the music, you know, it's like, oh, come on, you know, they, I did, yeah. Well, I, one thing I did like was when you kind of went two D, you know, old school Mario. Yeah, of course, that's time. what you liked. You, you're becoming a caricature <laughs> of yourself at this point. <laughs> no, I just thought it was an interesting throwback, you know, to his origins. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that that was that's kind of what I've been playing. Um, I am enjoying the Switch. If I'm honest, I thought I'd enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, but then I, I am mostly playing it as a handheld. So, you know, just so I can pick it up quickly and put it down. I quite like but it for that, though. I do really, I play a lot of stuff handheld. Um, yeah. I yeah. Really but like, when you're playing Mario Odyssey, it tells you, you know, we prefer you play this way. And, like, you know, they want you to take each stick in your hand and have it, like, sitting down somewhere. Well, you can still do that handheld. Like, you can just, you know, put the little stand yeah, on the back and, But you know. it's not, it's not very, you know, it doesn't feel good. It's not, it's not the same level of mobility and it's not the same level of comfort as, yeah. you know, having it in, yeah. so I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, they should do 64. They should what? Then redo 64. Mario 64? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I think they are actually talking about remastering it. And they should. And doing it again. They did kind of add to it on their, they did on the DS a while ago. And uh, mm. they add, they added different characters to it and stuff like that. And they met, I think they put oh, in. Oh yeah, I don't think it was remastered though, was it? 
No, it wasn't. I don't, I don't know. Because that was like yeah. the DS, so, you know, that's that wasn't that much better graphics anyway. And stuff, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But anyway, Nintendo, please make that game. When you have a perfect formula, you don't need to mess with it. Just release that game every three years. Oh. On a cycle. Why don't you just play that same game again and again and leave new video games people who enjoy them? <laughs> because I, I want to still be relevant to what's going on these days. You're not relevant. <laughs> I am relevant. You don't like it's anything... You Most like games anything. are just a nod to like, you know, oh, we need to have 10 chapters and there has to be this and that. It's like, no, just make the game. Absolutely not. It. Absolutely not the case. Absolutely not the case. No, it is. It is. Well, look, anyway. let's go to something that you like, a video game from 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm already, you know, I'm their target audience here. Yeah, you are. Um, all right, so Street Fighter 2. Um, will I give the history of it? Yeah, yeah. I just thought you know, one thing you know, just what when you think of Street Fighter Two, what's what 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 are the images that come into your head? Like, what are the memories? Just the you know, as, the characters and the stages. And I mean, I know that's kind of the game, but just they were the characters were stood out so much. They were they were really individual, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what yeah. I kind of remember and like they were really colourful as well in their own way I mean obviously like blank is green and stuff like that but like the red of Zangief or the red of um, uh, Ken's yeah Ken's Gi or if you yeah. look at um, like Dalton where, like he's like really yellow kind of robes that he was wearing and stuff like that um, yeah, that's what yeah. I kind of picture what about you? yeah I, 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 I remember like old school arcades where it, it was being played you know and like I always remember when it wasn't being played, you know, like the demo, not the demo screens, but, you know, like the insert coin screens where they have fights going on and stuff. And, you know, both characters are jumping around and, you know, they're yeah. doing their grab attacks, Blank is biting them. And um, and I do I remember when we were living in China as well, there was like this outdoor arcade like it was like i don't know i can't really remember that well but i remember they had a street fighter 2 anyway and i just remembered like it was obviously you know a, a counterfeit because it was like 10 times the speed of like you know yeah. the, the normal street fighter but I, I remember it was like half the price of the, <laughs> the official one and like i was like oh this is brilliant like i'm gonna get to play this twice as much and then like you're, you're dead within like three seconds because like the difficulty is like ramped up to like you know just ridiculous levels yeah yeah but uh, yeah i suppose there's a lot of that like you know, back in the day when it was kind of arcade games and, you know, Do you know uh, why fireball battle. They, when they used to have those kind of counterfeit ones, they would make them more difficult um, because arcade owners want you to keep dying and to keep putting money in yeah. there and again. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. So, like, they, they didn't like easy games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard about that. But, um, yeah. But anyway, look, sure. why don't you give us the history since that's your shtick? Right, right. So... So, like, the thing is, for anybody who doesn't know, Street Fighter 2 is, like, is usually the first kind of Street Fighter everybody pictures, because, it, although it was a sequel, Street Fighter 1, or just the original Street Fighter, was a completely different game. Um, it was, so that kind of came out in, I think, 87 or 88, and then Street Fighter 2 came out in 91. Mm-hmm. And uh, Street Fighter 2 is what we all imagine. It's got, um, like, Ryu and Ken and Chun-Li and Blanca, um, and it's the kind of the beat em up, the two player beat em up that we know. And it was the first game that you could pick different characters that had different move sets and played in different ways as a two player game. It's the first time you could do that. So you could, in the first Street Fighter, you could only pick Ryu or Ken, and they were just different skins of each other. They did the same thing. 
Mm. Um, like they were they were identical. But interestingly, like even in that first one, um, they had the Hadoken, they had the Shurapa, so they had some of those things that you saw uh, becoming normal, and they had the some of the characters that did move on to later ones, and some that were in that very first one that they then brought back years and years later, um, that weren't in like Street Fighter Two. So that so Street Fighter Two came out in. Um, in ninety one, and it was and it was quite different from the first one. When they first tried to remake the second Street Fighter, sorry, they made Final Fight instead because um, mm. they were just like, look, this is a far closer to the kind of game to what it was. That sort of scrolling Streets of Rage kind of double dragon kind of thing. And then they were like, look, let's try and make this completely different. And when they went to make it, they did it with the intention of um, with the intention of making a completely new game. So they didn't know how to define as a genre. They didn't really know what to do, which was good because they did. They broke a load of things and they did it for the first time. Um, and also, if anybody's thinking, oh, I played Street Fighter 2 and they have a different view of it, a different memory of it, that's because I think they released five different versions of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. yeah. I always remember that, like Championship Edition, Rainbow Edition, and like, you know, here comes a new Challenger Edition. It's yeah, like, yeah, Turbo and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was because of what you were saying, where they were arcades, um, where they used to go and they bring out different ones. So in the very first Street Fighter 2, you couldn't play as any of the villains. So you couldn't play as like Bison or Venga or Sagat mm. or anything. Um, and then when they brought the next one, then you could play as you got four extra characters in it. I think Balrog was the fourth villain uh, mm-hmm. there, and um, you were also two people were able to pick the same character, uh, mm-hmm. which you couldn't do before as well. So you could pick like you know Ryu in his white outfit or Ryu in like a gray outfit or whatever. So you, you yeah. couldn't do that thing before. So there's a load of different uh, varieties of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and they did, they put a lot of time into the characters and they kind of decided they wanted to be a sort of world fighter to begin with. Yeah. And, um, they, and, that's, and they kind of picked, they're like, okay, we want a Chinese girl. And then they created Chun-Li. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's very evident. And I mean, probably if you release the game now, people will probably complain about it because it's like, take the most glaring thing about, you know, the most standard yeah. token Chinese character or Indian character or Japanese character. And, you know, and I, I remember reading that they were saying that um, they kind of wanted to wanted it to be like, you know, the geisha, which is kind of like, you know, this accentuated uh, image of, you know, Japanness is that a word and yeah, they kind of wanted yeah. to do that with the other characters as well you know just kind of t- make them just you know completely their nationality and that was kind of it yeah well I think one thing is you know y- you were kind of limited to it um, in-, in its own way because I mean you only had a certain amount to play around with you know you only had a, a limited colour palette and a limited number of pixels you could put on a screen so mm-hmm. if you're like look we need someone to look like they're from this part of the world and they could go and they could do it. And I mean, it, it kind of gets tricky because it's like, it is a representation of other places and people, which is good. And they've got music, which is kind of based on their kind of thing to kind of create the, the idea of it. But it's like, how do you make a place seem like it, seem like it's from a different part of the world without being stereotypical about it? I tell you how you do this. Okay, I got it wrong on my first go. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> I repeat, you do this. China! All right. Spain! Yeah. Japan! That kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Um, 
So, who was your character? My favourite character? Yeah. From the originals. Um, the original plus the villains. Ken, was it? Ah, of course, yeah. Uh, Ken, Ken was, you know, I I, I, I remember, like, his, his uppercut was better. Yes. Sometimes. And he kind of went forward more with his uppercut. Um, and I don't know, I just, you know, I thought he was cool. I thought Ryu was too quiet. Well, they they kind of at the beginning. So in the ver in the very first Street Fighter, they were just different skins, and then they did change them up a little bit. And then depending on the different versions of Street Fighter Two you played, there were slight differences between the characters. Um, and then like as you play like more of the later ones now, you'll notice that like uh, Ryu tends to have more varieties of Hadoken, um, and they can be like fire Hadokens, and Ken has more fire Shuripas and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, I think. Ryu was kind of more like he even like he never smiles or anything. He's clearly focused on being the best fighter he can be. Whereas Ken is kind of like obviously naturally extremely talented, but he just doesn't kind of commit himself to like you know the same kind of levels that Ryu does. Probably he'd be a better fighter if he did, but it's just like even his ending. He's like his fiance comes over to him like you know and he, like he wants to always spend more time with him than train. I remember it was one of the the stories in the booklets like you know yeah yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I the character is obviously a huge thing, and, and reading about you know the history of it as well, like it, there was a lot of things that they did that was you know almost like the first you know the first we we've ever seen anyway, um, and they made a lot of things standard in the gameplay and stuff. But like just in in terms of the history of it, I know that they used I think it was a forty two megabyte board or something which is like very very expensive yeah and it was like if if they didn't if it wasn't like a huge kind of success then they would have like basically gone broke yeah uh, but like it was like all these kind of projects early games you know it's like the this huge ambition that they have and they take huge risks whereas now stuff is kind of tends to be so corporate that you know it, it, they don't take those kind of risks i mean i mean you, you might say that it's like they've kind of run out of new things to do but and actually you know a lot of these japanese companies are like i remember reading a lot about them and nintendo like they sue everyone all the time Nin you know well nintendo are um yeah they're they're mad with their copyright stuff um, yeah but yeah. even Cap Cap capcom like ripped off a couple of people in this game and apparently they, they ken was the first person they gave a second aim to as Ken Masters, because they were afraid that Mattel would sue them for, you know, Barbie's boyfriend, the likeness. Oh, really? Because he was blonde. Yeah, yeah exactly. His name was Ken. Have you, you heard? Know? So, do you know about speaking of uh, lawsuits and stuff with it? Um, do you know the villain, the main villain from Street Fighter Two? Yeah. Yeah. What's his, What's his name? It depends, Yusuf. Exactly. <laughs> Tell us the story. So, so he is M. Bison in Street Fighter 2 in the Western versions of it. Uh, uh, however, in the original Japanese version, he is Vega. Vega, yeah. the Spanish mask-wearing, uh, claw-wielding Matador Ninja, which was... Uh, <laughs> he, was a, he was originally meant to be a sort of... Um, what were the... Crusaders. Yes, yes, he's meant to be yeah. like a crusader, uh, and then they kind of were like, well, he's they wanted him to be Spanish as well, so they kind of kept some things, but they got rid of other things. Uh, so he's meant to wear like armor at the beginning, but they got rid of it. Um, but anyway, so Vega was the name of the villain, 
and M. Bison was the name of the boxing character Balrog, who mm. was who was a rip off of Mike Tyson. Uh, very loosely based. He was what? Very loosely based. And, uh, you, in the first Street Fighter, his character was just named Mike. <laughs> He's called Mike Bison. Is it? Is it actually stand yeah. for Mike? Yeah. 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 I mean, it doesn't work as the current M. Bison being called Mike, does it? It's not really no. accurate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was. Uh, yeah. So he, uh, M. Bison was um, was the boxing character, and they were like, "This doesn't really work." So they had to go and change it around. So. The new main villain with the red hat and everything became M. Bison. Vega, who was originally M. Bison, has now become uh, Vega, the Spanish matador. And then Balrog became the boxer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember reading um, that um, they, they like, because, you know, there was, a, they, like, like Nintendo, they have Nintendo US and Nintendo Japan and stuff like that, yeah. where they were like, Japan kind of had this feeling that, like it was actually the U.S.'s suggestion to swap the names around, and they were kind of just saying uh, there was kind of a feeling within the teams that like the U.S. just wanted to have some sort of say in the actual game, you know what I mean? So yeah. they could feel like they were involved, and they were kind of like, "Oh no, you should you should swap this name around because that won't work," you know what I mean? So yeah, I heard that that the the the, the, the Japanese side felt like they were kind of making changes just for the sake of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I mean, I'm sure happens in you know every sort of industry. People sort of want to feel a bit more uh, relevant or to have a bit of their input on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or also, some people have genuine advice, and people are like, they're just saying that because whatever. But it's hard to really know. Yeah, exactly. But um, anything else in the history? Um, just that it would be, as you were saying that they had the uh, the really expensive chip and it had to be a big success that they were making some mad changes until the last minute. So um, they had less characters. You couldn't pick the two char- two of the same characters if you were playing two-player because um, it, it couldn't handle it. So if you picked like, two of the bigger characters, so if you picked two E-Hondas or two Zangiefs, uh, it, the game wouldn't work. So they had to go and make, no, you can only pick uh, one of each person. Um, and they also, everyone was supposed to have a little intro about it, who the character was. And they got rid yeah. of all of them, except for, do you know who it is? Um, Vega. Yes. I always remember that. I remember that as a kid. That it was yeah. so weird. He was interacting with the background, and then he'd climb and jump off it. Um, yeah. They kept his in, um, and they got rid of everyone else's, because um, they didn't have the space for it. Yeah. And that was actually something that they, they did, that I'd never seen in a game before either, was the fact that Vega can interact with the backgrounds. He yeah. can climb the cage and then jump jump on you. As, as well as like the really enjoyable back, like you can break through crates and, you know, barrels and stuff when you fall into them, they smash. Um, but I always remember the backgrounds, they were so um, just iconic, you know, like yeah. Dial Sims with the, with the elephants, like there's just stuff that's burnt into your brain, you know? Yeah. E Honda's the bad house. Yeah, that's brilliant. I yeah. love that. Is it just me or I always felt that if Ryu put on a load of weight, he would be Honda. Oh, he does look like him, doesn't he? Yeah, there's the, some, I don't know, there's some, I don't know, there's some likeness there anyway. I think but. they've got massively exaggerated jaws. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big chains yeah. on them, especially in the later ones. Ryu looks ridiculous in the later ones. His face looks like yeah. a bicep. It does, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what else have you got for us, Yusuf? So um, just a couple of things about the characters. Um, originally... Dalsin's super stretchy limbs was a joke and they thought it was funny. Yeah. And then they kept it in. Yeah. Uh, same with Blanca being green. 
he was meant to be just kind of a wild animal character. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, come on. That wasn't me. All right. <laughs> he was uh, meant to be like a wild man left in the woods or the forest or jungle or something. And His he... backstory is ridiculous. It was like he fell out of a plane into a jungle and electric eels shocked him. Yes. With which caused him to mutate in the bank. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of rather that than the Street Fighter film, which uh, had him in the uh, being an experiment. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't even. I don't think I've seen that in years. The one with Van Damme in it. Yeah, and Kylie Minogue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely atrocious. I remember the Mortal Kombat movie being good though, even though I haven't seen it in a long time. There was two of them, yeah. Because, you know, um, the thing about that is, one, the guy who played Scorpion is the mm. same actor who played Darth Maul, who is, like, this incredibly impressive, um, like, stuntman and gymnast and stuff. So right. you've got a man who can do the flips and everything. It's why, like, a J- Jackie Chan films are good, is that yeah. these are these faceless ninjas, so you can actually just get, essentially, ninjas to do it. And That's then you brilliant. can just go, yeah, let's just record this. And it looks, it looks cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I think that's kind of it for the characters. Oh, yeah, Sagat was the villain from the first Street Fighter. Yeah. And do you know how he got a scar? Oh, yeah. Ryu uppercut, of course, at the end of the first tournament. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, li- a lovely little throwback to uh, the first one. And he's the one who organized it. So um, all the other characters came into it afterward. Um, and then as they kind of... And then I think there was like six or seven years. No, I think it was six years, sorry, of like incremental versions of Street Fighter 2 before they, they finally brought out Street Fighter 3. Mm. Yeah, so you know, it, it went yeah. on for a long time. You know, um, it holds the Guinness World Record in a couple of things. Did you know that? Ooh, for what? For, well, this was as of 2011 that I saw that it had the most titles of any game in, in a series. Have a guess how many. That's madness. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me think. So, oh, because they have all the X versus X Men versus Marvel ones too, don't they? Yep. Sure do. Oh, 30. 133. What? Yeah. Uh, I feel like some of them are like Street Fighter poker or something. Yeah, probably. Or pinball or, you know, the the other puzzle games that they have, which Uh, is terrible. Puzzle Fighter 2 and stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and actually, you know, you didn't actually mention much about Capcom. Um, no, they well, they were saying um, that like adjusted for inflation, this I think Street Fighter Two made them like ten billion quid. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 they still didn't have enough money to make characters unlockable by playing them in Street Fighter versus Tekken. Thanks very much for that, Capcom. <laughs> Bastards. Calm down, Snake. Uh, <laughs> they, they were... I. That is one thing that really, really pissed me off. Yeah, and ex- I, uh, explain that, this to anybody who doesn't know about, about that game, because this is a bit of a piss take. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, I used to love Capcom. Um, okay, maybe not love, but liked them pretty strongly. Um, and then I bought the game with it, and it was one of those things where I was like, I should have read the Metacritic ratings, because, you know... The, the user ratings were so skewed from, you know, the, the official reviewers. And I was like, ah, look, it, it, it's got to be okay, you know. And then I was like finishing the game with like two or three characters. I was like, I haven't unlocked anyone. Mm. It's like they locked, they blocked every character 
new character that you could unlock behind a paywall. Yeah. Then you have to pay for them. Like, and there's no way to get them by playing. Like, that is just, that's unacceptable. I'm yeah. sorry. And it's a full price game. It's not like, you know, a 20, 20 quid game and then, you know. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Capcom. They're pretty, no, they're pretty. Those bastards. <laughs> they're, they're pretty scummy. Um, I'm really, I, I don't like the idea of doing that. I mean, it's fair enough if the game is, you know, if the game is quite cheap or if it's later DLCs that they do. But like you were saying, you don't even need like an internet connection for it. Like the characters yeah. are on the disc. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, you know, you're, you're just, you need an internet connection just to pay them money, not yeah. even to get it off. And it's like, that's not okay. It's terrible. And then I didn't like what they did when they tried to change your man Dante from Devil May Cry as well. It's like, oh, he's a rock star now. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. Oh, I feel like a lot of people get, had a real hard time on that just because he was... Uh, he no longer had like the gr- the grey or the silver long hair yeah, no, but I mean, he know. was always like that he always had all the guitars and stuff in he his, didn't it, not it, in the first game he in didn't. the first one in his, in his offices there's guitars all over the wall no I don't think that's the first one is it yeah you sure yeah defo and in the second one which is like the same kind of Dante and stuff he has like I think he has a guitar as a weapon oh it's terrible yeah he was always like that it was always ridiculous um no but i mean they're a bit yeah no they have done some stuff like that which i which isn't you know i don't i don't like the the idea of it i mean like come on like if, if you're paying for the game and you're getting the full game you shouldn't have to go and do it to unlock that because i mean that you know there's not a huge amount of re- replayability on a uh, one player uh fighter game anyway you know what i mean exactly you need exactly the fun is to go and play and unlock the characters and then you know you play through it again with that character and then you learn their moves and everything so it was mm-hmm. uh you know if you take that away it's not it's not good um mm-hmm. but in in the early days they did some actually some quite nice things so this was um because this was like one of the first games that had like special moves and everything like that there was i think a one in 256 chance that if you just did like a normal hadoken or something you would do a special move instead yeah. right because they wanted players to realize that there was a move they could do by accident without knowing what it was and then they could look mm-hmm. it up and they could see but if, it was if somebody didn't know if they're playing in an arcade or something and they were just kind of bashing things and they were doing what they were normally doing they're like oh cool i did that super fireball how do i do that and then yeah. it was a really nice way of, of going look you can do this extra thing you know it, it, it's unveiling it to somebody who isn't yet an expert of it because i mean the buttons haven't really changed in 30 years you know what i mean yeah i have one problem with that though in, in understanding that i heard i heard about that as well but it's like if you pause the game or no not if you pause it if you just look at the screen when it's not playing you can see the characters fighting against each other and they're all doing their special attacks oh yeah i know what you mean yeah but i guess yeah. it's like if you don't really you know if you aren't doing it yourself you know what i mean right okay yeah Fair i enough. mean one in one in 256 isn't very off common anyway that's true yeah and actually i remember i saw a thing recently where it was like shown how the computer cheats you oh really and it was like yeah and it was like like usually you'd need maybe five frames to do an attack or something whereas this, the computer could do it in two or three um they could become invincible sometimes you kick them and they don't get affected and they hit you back and finish the match yeah like they can do like their throw attacks they grab you and they're like they take and take up to 95 percent of your 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 uh strength and like your your life and in just one attack it was just you know it's completely unforgiving yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. In the arcade anyway you know when they actually when they were doing 
uh, Street Fighter 2, they had this problem when they were trying to teach the AI how to play as the characters, where mm. this was the most complex characters have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you're not giving them, like, a series of, like, eight moves that they do. You're going, look, because you can play as, you know, Ken when you're fighting against him. He can do everything that you can do and stuff like that. And he can respond to them and he can do them in the air and there was combos and everything. So because they were doing that stuff for the first time, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't deal with it. And they had to do it differently per character. Because like, for example, Dalson moves slower across the screen than everybody else because he's got extra range. So yeah. they had to program completely different AI uh, for every character uh, and yeah. then every different level of difficulty that they had to deal with. So when you were doing that, it just was so much more to deal with. So for the ages, it was really buggy. Um, before they released it and it, it was mm. released on the on valentine's day 91 right mm. and they finished it at 7 a.m the day before god yeah never get that anymore oh well, i think you'd be surprised well I, really? well i mean i think that things are right up until the deadline i mean well i mean for film like there was times when we were working on films and stuff like that, that were going out and i mean they were like they'd already been to like a, one type of review or one type of screening and then you know i think there was one thing i was working on once and it was on netflix yeah. and then they wanted changes even though it was already up there oh god yeah they realized something afterward and then it's just like yeah it's already out so you need to do this now it's like, oh. i don't i don't understand that with with a film or a series but like uh, now they can roll out fixes after the game's released you know because of the internet and all but i suppose back then they didn't you know, when Street Fighter 2 was out, it was like the game is the game and that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they had a bit more flexibility in arcades, but yeah, if somebody goes and they buy a game, it, that's it, it needs, it needs to work, you know? And mm. I mean, I, I know there is, and I, I get annoyed as well that, you know, you buy a game and then day one patch is like 60 gigs and stuff and you're like, this is, you know, I have to sit here for hours and, and wait for yeah, it. However, that's... the more complex something is, the more likely something will go wrong. So, it's not yeah. a thing of they're just lazy now, it's a thing of you don't know what's going to happen when a million people are playing online because that's never happened before. Fair enough. Yeah. It still it still doesn't seem to stop some companies from releasing broken and half finished games. A square. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They absolutely do that. Yeah. Did but you anyway, hear? Did you hear? Last of Us that. has uh, been indefinitely delayed because of coronavirus. What has? The Last of Us Part Two. Oh really? Yeah, it's meant, meant to be coming out quite soon. But the, uh, but the problem is um, they're having the same problem that Square are kind of having where they're going, look, the game's like Final Fantasy VII is, is remake is finished and some people have it already. Um, mm. But they're like, we don't know when it's going to be distributed everywhere. So they're, you, they're quite worried about that. So they're asking people not to post anything. But they were saying that they know the layers are going to get worse in some parts of the world for uh, Last of Us. So they're like, how are we going to release this? So um, they've decided that they're just indefinitely going to put it away until they can release it everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's a shame because, I mean, obviously right now people could do with a bit of escapism, you know. Yeah. Um, but look, I guess we're all affected, but we're not supposed to talk about the coronavirus. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, okay, so is there anything else you wanted to add, Dr. Chan? I think, well, for just going back to the first street fighter that was the first game that had a six button input and uh, when it first came out in the arcade it had the joystick and two massive buttons that had different levels of sensitivity if you hit it harder the character would do a hard would do like a strong punch right 
yeah. and people hurt their hands hitting it so hard and stuff like that. So that's when they got rid of it, and then they brought in the six button thing that we're all that we're all used to in arcades, which uh, allowed them to work with the way the new Street Fighters are meant to work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, you know, I think a couple of things that you know were kind of unique to this game in in terms of the gameplay was, you know, you had your three uh, level of kicks, your three level of punches, you had your special moves. And then you also had stuff that you, you kind of think take completely for granted now. You don't think about it, but you know, like blocking, low blocking, yes, high blocking, and like you could break through it with, with the, the you know mid punch and stuff like that. It was just really, really, it was never done before. Yeah. Um, and the jumping as well. I always loved the way you could jump further back than you could forward. Yes. You know, you don't think about it, but it's just it just really adds to it in some way, and you know, it can quickly get away. Um, but I remember reading that like one thing that they were saying is that in Japan and in Asia, like people typically had a more conservative um, fighting strategy, whereas like they would block and wait. Whereas in like the US and Europe, like it just be full out attack all the time. Yeah, which I just found funny. Um, as well as that, I, I um, reading that like when they release it in um, Japan, just culturally, uh, people didn't play games together in the arcades. You know, they were like one person would play and that was it. Yeah. And they kind of had to like put out some releases to say, look, this is a multiplayer game. It should be played with other people. And like, obviously, like the commercial department was behind that because, you know, if you're making two coins instead of one per game, you know, it's better for business. But um, I just found that interesting, like culturally, how things can be, you know, so different to how you sell well and, you know, how people approach the games. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a it, it's a good point. I mean, it seems like such a a Japanese game. I mean, I know there's quite you know there's like Guile is a bit of a face of it as well, um, and he is you know he is Mister America in it, um, but it, it seems so Japanese. Panic which... boom! <laughs> you, I knew you were quiet for too long. <laughs> you were looking for the button. um that yeah like you know like ryu is like he's the main he's meant to be the main character he's meant to be the starting character he's the easiest to do the basic moves with (laughs) (laughs) um but that it 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 did do so well everywhere else and that yeah exactly arcade uh you know owners would love it because if i was playing you and you were much better than me i still had to keep on putting more money into play against you yeah, you know? exactly. And people got less annoyed when they got beaten by a person than a machine because you weren't going, oh, the game's too hard, or you know what you were saying about the way games can cheat, like they can go act again a few frames quicker, which is a you know is quite a big deal. Yeah, uh, in, in you know especially as people get way better at these games, it's insane. But uh, yeah, you you will keep doing that if you, I know you're just beating me again and again because I'm like, well, you're not this you know program that's doing it. Mm, no, it. it definitely brings more of a level of fairness to it but i remember there was always like you know tournaments and stuff you know you'd always see street fighter tournaments or tekken tournaments in real life you know you know which is which is really great you know that you know you some people can feel oh there's some good to me playing this game i can actually win something you know yeah the prize not be money you know it's just um it was like it kind of created this whole well, I guess it basically was one of the found it like the main game that started fighting games the way they were. You well, know, it was uh, a big uh, it was a big reason why Mortal Kombat came out the way it was. Yeah, it was the, that came out in ninety two, and they were encouraged by this because this is the first time where you know, as I was saying, well, as you were saying, 
the first time that there's combos, there's different levels you can attack with, there's different special moves, you can pick different people that did different things and, and it felt like a you know a different kind of strategy and stuff and it, it did birth these things as far as we're concerned it did take some things from other games but this is the first this is yeah. a, for the definitely the first of its kind and did you know that the whole that there was like a combo system um where some moves if you do them in a certain order and timed at a specific time would make you know follow-up moves unblockable and that was actually a bug that they didn't get to take out really yeah, and it became obviously you know a mainstay of so many games from here on out. Yeah, you know, combos yeah. and you know unblockables if you did did them in a you know particular order. Um, it's just I always find that so interesting when it's like you know they have so many plans and structures. And then a lot of the things that kind of make things you know to the other level is stuff that happens by accident. Yeah, well, it's the things that you know creating something that seems simple and straightforward, and by its nature, it does seem well nowadays anyway. It seems like a really simple thing. Two people fight each other. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, some are faster, some are stronger, whatever. But it, it, to make that work, to make that fun, to have the right level of challenge, there is there is a, so much work that goes into it. Like I mean, to plan out and go, okay, look, Zangief is stronger, but he needs to move slower. Then, but he can't move so slow. It's frustrating. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, he, and he can't be so strong that it's unfair. The balance was was really really good. I mean, it was, it was, and I don't don't think that they, you know, went out to make the balance that good. It, it kind of just, I'm sure there was some work, but it wasn't the way it was so perfectly tuned. You know, if you were if you were a bigger character, you were stronger. You know, if you, you could block projectiles, you can get closer with jump kicks and stuff like that. You know, yeah, it was, um, you know, it was really balanced. That like no matter who you picked, you felt like you could win. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't just like this character shit. There were, and I mean, I think maybe. Uh, I mean, uh, I've played less of the of the variety of tech, of uh, Street Fighter games because there's loads of them. But I think maybe except for Tekken, I don't know a game where I'm as happy picking a load of different characters. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm the exact same. Like, yeah. I've, I've got my favorites, but I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's cool, I'll do this. And they fight in a completely different way, which is just... Whereas, you know, there's some games you play and it's just like, I just don't pick this person because I have no idea how to do anything with them. Yeah. yeah, well, I think the only character like on Street Fighter was kind of Zangief because he was, you know, all grapples and, you know, it's kind of hard to remember them. But, like, you, you remember fighting against him. If you got you in a specific grapple, you'd basically be dead, you know. So yeah. you knew that there was some way to unlock them. But I just, I was, you know, I was like, oh, no, I'll pick him, you know. So, I, but um, I remember as a yeah. kid, I was really good with Zangief and I didn't know any oh. of the buttons. And I now, <laughs> I now don't know how to play as him. But when I was like five, I was great with him. Yeah, well, you were a nerd. <laughs> but um, moving on. Okay, so I'm going to move on to something that I enjoy most about this game, which things that I enjoy most in life, which are sounds. <laughs> and, uh, Old sounds. <laughs> and music, but um, I, I, I before I get into the music, I just you know. I, I don't remember kind of a game where you had a lot of the characters that would talk in the same way, and you know, um, and just there are things that I find so satisfying with just the way they're said. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it, but um, like I'm gonna play a few clips of the announcement here, and um, you know, just how enjoyable they are to my ear, you know. <laughs> so, China, Spain, Japan personal favorite USSR 
you know, he's just so stern in the way he's saying them. But uh, as I was kind of getting a few of these sounds, one thing that I did notice, and let's see if you, you know, hold on, listen. USSR, you got flames. Oh, it's the same voice. <laughs> exactly. You got fire, USSR. You know, there was uh, there's one version of it where um, when Guile is doing a sonic boom, it's not the really quick aggressive one that you have there. Sonic boom. That's That's yeah, the that one is. But there's one version of it, I I don't. It was one of the Street Fighter Two versions. There's so many of them where when he says it, he just says it exactly like the announcer with no aggression, with no speed. <laughs> it's just like sonic boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. It was like they obviously got this guy to do a couple of jobs, and I I I'm not sure if this is him. But what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that could be anything. What about this? I think that's him. No? No. no. That is one of my favorite sounds ever. I, I I mean, in anything. I It goes through my head all the time. Like I'd be walking to work or just, you know, in the gym and just... <laughs> you know, my head. And this one... I don't know why. It's just... I just love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and this is another one that I really enjoy. Imagine you worked with someone and, you know, everything that you said set them off in this way. <laughs> it's such a hearty laugh, you know. Uh, you got to love Zangief. Actually, I, I heard that his, you, did you know that his original name was like the Vodka Grabowski or something like that? No, I knew that at all. Yeah, his first name was Vodka. Oh, God. <laughs> like, such a caricature of someone uh, Russian. Um, yeah, so that was... Um, but apart from the, the really enjoyable sound effects, the music was also really, really good. Um, well, probably one of my favourites um, by Yoko... Um, what's, what was her name? Shimo... I bet I got sorry. Shimomura. Yeah, Yoko Shimomura. Right. She... Um, just a bit of history on her she was apparently she like trained this kind of prestigious you know musical school that like her parents paid for and you know she but she was also an avid gamer and uh she wanted to make video game music and like at the time it was just wasn't respected at all you know people wanted you to be playing in you know orchestras and all this kind of stuff from scores and stuff but she just loved it so much that she went for uh, an interview with Capcom and she she um, got the job and she accepted it but um, she did all the music in this game apart from three songs I think one was Sagat's one was Here Comes a New Challenger and I can't seem to remember the other one do you know um, why she only did everything other than, than three I don't know why other than three because she left really Capcom to go to where? Square. Well done. Oh. Um, yeah, she went there and she said that she went there because she wanted to do um, kind of more classical music for role-playing games. Right. And tried to move to um, the RPG division of uh, Capcom, but they wouldn't let her. She wanted to work on uh, Breath of Fire series. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, she wanted to, but they wouldn't let her. But um, so she ended up moving. But um, she 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 said that her approach to making music was if it was an arcade game, it could be, you know, it it, it could you could 
bear it for short bursts. It wasn't meant to be listened to a long time, like a console game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So she, if it was a console game, she would try and make it kind of more classical and more easy to, to the ear. But she said that when she made this game, first of all, she said she was the one who was most available, composer most available in Capcom to do uh, a project. Yeah. And second of all, she was told that she has to make theme songs for each character. So it wasn't like, you know, levels. It was like, you know, a theme for a character, which I think is really... Like, it kind of adds to the charm of the game in later series because, like, for me, anyway, Ryu's song is so iconic. Guile's song, Ken's song mm. is so iconic. Um, and she, you know, she, she did a really, really good job. From what I understand, it was, she somehow had had it on her. It was like a, a circuit. I don't know the name of it, but it was like something that enabled her to program music on the computer as well as just the keyboard. Okay. Uh, cool. to, like, you know, adjusted or, or do it whenever she wanted but um what else she did a lot of other big big games and um, music from games that i was surprised to learn one of our favorites from play from the playstation and i'll give you a clue it was a square software a square game at the time do you know what it is um from playstation a final fantasy game nope and not a breath of fire um nope. but, but, but. Star Ocean? Parasite Eve. Oh, wow. That's a very different type of music. And she did Legend of Mana. And she did Kingdom Hearts, the first Kingdom Hearts. God, she did everything. Yeah, she did a lot. But um, then I learned that she did Final Fantasy XV. My <laughs> <laughs> estimation went way down. But apparently she's working on that soundtrack for 10 years. 10 years! I, I, you know what the problem uh, with... Well, I mean, hang on. In her defense, right? And no. I'm not going to go off on a big one about Final Fantasy 15. No. <laughs> but a thing about Final Fantasy 15 is that they said it was in development for 10 years. It was going to be on a different console generation and it was going okay. to be a completely different game. So okay. if she was working on something, then like, you know, they're like, oh, she was doing it for 10 years. She wasn't because the entire game changed, you know, uh, you know, after five How did years. the music change? Music should be the same. No, not if the world's different, and the feeling of it is different. Oh, but actually, to be honest, I don't know any of the music for Final Fantasy Fifteen because whenever no, I was, exactly that's my point. Whenever I was playing it, I would set it to, in the radio to the Final Fantasies I already knew. Yep, so, that goes to show you. Anyway, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's like how do these people lose it? I mean, even though Buo Matsu lost it, I know your argument before was like you know. Well, what band has consistently made good albums? Fair enough. But still, I don't know. It's like, are they talented or are they not talented? I it's think like, really particular to you is that they unfortunately started releasing some things after you turned 16. <laughs> and by that point, you hated music. everything. You can't compare Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8 music with any other Final Fantasy music. It's, you know, it's in a ball game of its own. Completely. 10 was great. <sighs> it was okay. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was really good. good. But um, um, she said one of her inspirations was Chopin. I'm not sure oh, if I'm yes. saying that right for the classical snobs. Ch Chopin. But I do, I do like Chopin, I have to say. Um, he's the only classical musician that I like, really. Um, but yeah, she did a really, really good job in this game anyway. And uh, I'll just play one or two very quick um, uh, sections of her music just to remind everyone what it was like. Cool.
so that was the opening theme which i think everyone that's played it remembers like so exciting and you know yeah. energetic um and then we have player selector I love then, you know, that. I love it, that. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, okay, so this is Ken's theme. This is one of my favorite songs ever. This, along with Ryu's song theme and Guy's theme, is on my workout remix. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and well, that along on, with the monkey rap you know, in that Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> what? The monkey rap. What's that one? There's one Donkey Kong game where they had these, it was like a monkey kind of 90s. Remember they did like every 90s thing had like a rap music version of it no i don't remember that for donkey kong I remember, that, that, that would definitely be on my mix if i knew that i but, remember um, one time you were like on uh, you were on like an exercise bike and you were just like bobbing your head along you're like come here listen to this and it's just loads of monkeys grunting it's like it's so annoying <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I do. I mean, I listen to terror. People will think the music I listen to is terrible. I listen to music, Japanese idol music of like what forty-two piece Japanese schoolgirls singing. You know, oh, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have daily mixes, and like my first daily mix in Spotify is usually nursery rhymes because I play them to my daughter when when I'm putting her to sleep. Yeah, and number two is strictly video game music. Number three is strictly Japanese music. So I, I, but I love it. I just love it so much. But anyway, here's Ken's theme, as I said, on my workout remix, and it actually makes me work out much better when I listen to it. Uh, so here you go. Really it was good. hard for me to stop that, to be honest. Yeah, I thought so. That, that's one of my favorites. Okay, so here's Reuse. That's fantastic. It is a great, <laughs> great song. Um, yeah, I know that theme. I. I I don't know if you're uh, familiar with like overclocked remixes. Have you heard that? No. Oh, yes. Like, I think you did tell me about them. Yes. Yeah, where fans like remix songs and like they they you know update them. But like I've heard so many excellent like remix versions of those two songs, and they're just I don't know. There's so much energy to them. You know, I I can't. I don't really understand what it is. But anyway, I know what you so mean. It's, it's quite difficult to, and maybe that's not great for a podcast. It's quite difficult to put into words about why those those seem so different and i don't feel like just go no it's just nostalgia because you know it's not every game that i played for back then because you know what i mean like even if you take just something like the tetris song which is like you know a classic kind of game song and stuff like that but mm. the, you know it just the, the the track from these like characters it's just there's something extra there there's something which resonates with people better that sticks around people's minds better and you know, um, it just it seems like it's more to just going. Oh, you know, we just liked it more because we were kids and everything was great then. It's like no, I just it is excellent, excellent it music. Is. Yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those things when I listen when I hear that song, it makes you want to get on a treadmill. Not a treadmill because I hate running, <laughs> uh, but you know, on a bike or something. And then it's like 
also want to watch a rugby match it makes you want to lift weights you know i yeah. don't know what it is it just builds you up and in, inside where you're like oh i have to get a release or something you know what i mean yeah i guess um, yeah but um okay so this is the last song i'm gonna play this is guile's song funky it's so american <laughs> yeah i know it's actually that song is actually called combat and service so of course it is uh, yeah but actually there's a few other sounds i wanted to play that i didn't get to play yet i want you to tell me who this is vega then who's this also vega <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. The first one's Vegas, second one's John Lee. I was going to, I was thinking John Lee, but I thought you were tricking me. <laughs> I was trying to confuse you. But listen, would this not strike fear into your heart if someone was attacking you to this sound? <laughs> Who's that? That's Vega. <laughs> Why would he say that? He's meant to be Spanish. He when he jumped, I know. It makes absolutely no sense. His yodel. Um yeah, it was just it was ridiculous. But like, you know, I don't know, how, I don't know how they did that, but it's brilliant. And this is also another one that I always have stuck in my head constantly. Another sound effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that is? Yeah, that's E Honda when he does the headbutt, isn't it? Yeah, I always thought he was saying ooh oink, but he's actually saying a word there. It's not just the sound. Oh, that's really? Or something. Yeah, and I remember um, reading a story about Yoko uh, Shimamura, and she was saying that she was on holiday one time in Spain and she saw a load of kids and they came into the restaurant where she was and they didn't buy anything. They just went straight to the arcade machine and they were all like doing the sound effects themselves. Oh, really? That must be so amazing. Yeah. Such a cool thing to see. But so, because like these Spanish kids saying, ooh, oink, or dufgoi, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were trying oh. Japanese from something that, you know, obviously you know, she put a lot of effort and time into it, but she probably didn't think it would become, you know, a saying. But like, like there's bands called Hadoken, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's gone past that level of being just like a sound and a name. It it it, it means something culturally. Exactly. But, I saw yeah. she was talking about making the Blanca music, which is quite weird, right? Um, mm. and she didn't. She had a lot of difficulty with it. She said she couldn't make it work for ages. I was getting really close to the end and uh, she as she got to uh, get near the point where she had to get it done and she was like on a park bench or something that went for a bus and she saw like a plastic bag and she said like she saw like the rhythm of it moving and then that made it work uh, that kind of then she said it just worked for her then and then she went and she finished it based off that and she said it's rhythm is a bit weird it doesn't really suit um, what like a lot of people find it, don't really like it that much but she like loves it because it doesn't really suit into what you you know you normally would expect the rhythm or the beat to go to. Mm, that's yeah. that's interesting because I, I always wonder if people I, musicians I, get their inspiration from you know. I've got to hear. I'm going to play a little bit of it just so people know.
yeah. So it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit odd. It's, it doesn't really suit into the other ones, but she was trying to do like, you know, kind of, uh, pay homage to Brazil and South American kind of music and stuff like that. Um, and she thought that, that that's, that's what worked for her. And she had a lot of difficulty doing it. Mm, no, it, it's, it's, it is one of those songs that you remember. Cause you always, Blanca is kind of like this edgy character who's kind of, you know, obviously he's a feral man. I don't know, but he's, he's, he's terrifying. Like, you know, the way he would bite you. I remember as a kid being like, Oh my God, he's, he's biting him. Yeah. It, and I remember Zangief used to bite you as well. And that was even worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause he's just crazy. <laughs> like he was just, or vodka, whatever his name is. It's not good. <laughs> that, that's cause of the Simpsons, but, um, yeah, it's near to that. But, um, yeah, I think all in all, just a brilliant game, you know, like started the fighting kind of genre and the way it is now, um, you know, made characters that are still going now 30 years later. Um, it's so enjoyable, you know, brought people together, um, you know, brought people into this world of, of Street Fighter that was just, you know, one of those things that probably kickstarted lots of kids um, love of games. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, it was, you know, if you love Tekken, if you love Mortal Kombat, if you love, I mean, to an extent, Smash Bros, although it plays very differently, this was the first thing. And I mean, and Ryu and Ken are in the latest Smash Bros, you know? So it's just, it, it created that thing of combos and that feeling of, you know, delight and fear when you're really low on health and you're, you know, you just get somebody in a move at the end or you just pull off an unblockable or you just get a couple of combos working in the right way. This is the yeah. first game that created it. it. Created it in that way, um, and it, it did pay. It did take a, some things from older games, but none of them played like this. So everything about beat 'em ups and not beat 'em ups, everything about these two-player fighting games that we love, it started from Street Fighter Two. Yeah, and one thing actually, you reminded me there is that um, Yoko Shimomura did was she she uh, pitched the idea that when the character is low on health, the music speeds up. Yes. I thought about that until recently. It was like, yeah, that is like desperate. Like, you know, it kind of, you, you almost feel like the characters are moving quicker after that, but they're not. Yeah. It's yeah. just like energy slow. The music's quicker. You're like, oh, you know, but, um, yeah, look, we're, we're going quite late here. This is, this is a long enough podcast. So I'm going to get to my favorite section of the podcast. Right. Let's go. Which is the quiz. Okay. I'm going to ask you these questions three and, um, you might get a bonus one. Who knows? We'll see. But um, okay, so let me get the quiz started. Oh, Sue, I can't eat that crap. Thank <laughs> you. Sure is. Okay, so the questions start easy and they get harder. Right. All right. So in the original uh, Street Fighter, how many characters do a uh, projectile attack? Oh. Well, I'm in Street Fighter 2, sorry. In Street Fighter 2. So when you're talking about that, do you mean the do you mean the first one where you could play as like Sagat in it or no? I'll include Sagat. Okay, okay. So Sagat, Ryu, Ken, Dalsin. Chun Li could kind of do one, but it didn't leave her. Are you are you counting E Honda throwing himself across the screen as a projector? Nope. I'm gonna say yeah. four. You need more than four characters. No, you're wrong. You need more than four characters there. <laughs> you need five. All right. Well, who? Well, it was Ken Ryu, Sagat, Guile, and Dalton. Oh, Guile. Chun- 
Yeah, Chun Li didn't have a fireball in Street Fighter Two. She had it after that. It ah. was an update of the game. Ah, okay. Um, okay, so that's one wrong. Well, that's not a good uh, start. It's all getting harder. What was Blanca's real name? Oh God, <sighs> something Silva. No, it was Jimmy. That's all you're given. Oh yeah, shit! I should have remembered Jean Claude Van Damme whenever he was like Jimmy. Mm. <laughs> So, okay, the last question is, Ryu has a... F Actually, no, I'm going to ask you this in an easier way. Who is Shenlong? Who is Shenlong? What do you mean? Like, yeah. As in, what's his character uh, canon? Yeah. The name should instantly, you know, put something in your memory if you were a true fan. How dare you? <laughs> uh, was he a... Is he another apprentice along with him? Along with Ryu? Oh, he's his master, wasn't he? No. Well, no. His name, in later series, he was named as his master. So I'll give you a half a... Great. But, um, basically, in the English translation of the Japanese game, it was supposed to be translated as Dragon Punch. And at the end, when he beat a character, you had, you know, you had the screens where they would say something to the other character. Ryu was supposed to say... You, you have to beat my dragon punch to defeat me. Yes. Um, and, but it was translated as you need to defeat Shen Long to beat Shen Long to defeat me. Um, oh. It was just a, trans, translated incorrectly. But um, so it's just, it, it stuck. And I think they actually added him in another game, like in the future series, because it came like such a, you know, cult, uh, you know, fact of, of the game. But um, okay, so let me see. What have I got here? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. So we're going to say you fail completely. Right, great. Unless you're going to answer this. Uh, let me see. You can. Sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Since I'll be the only one who knows what really happened, I'll have more bargaining power when it comes to discussing my bonus. That's right, Nikolai. It's the bonus round. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay i regret so, giving you access to that <laughs> <laughs> so here is a sound from uh, another game and it is a capcom game if you can guess who said this you win so here we go barry from you resident evil can't let that happen sorry who i i, I guessed barry before i heard it from resident evil okay. well do you want to hear it again yeah please you can't let that happen. Is that is it from Resident Evil? I can't tell you that. You have to tell me who the character is. Is it Brad from Resident Evil? <clears throat> oh. No, afraid not. It is the cop that you find in Resident Evil Two. Oh come on! I was pretty close. Brad. Well, I mean, one. as in somebody who was dying in Resident Evil. Sorry. <clears throat> and it's a big fat. And I'm afraid that this time I cannot say. That you steam a good ham. So, <laughs> I mean that that doesn't need, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So look, you, you don't steam a good ham. You failed completely. I have failed. Place. I I've so, let anyway. Street Fighter down. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of. I guess we don't want to go too much over time, but that's all I have to say. Really, um, was there anything you wanted to add about the game, Yusuf? 
Um, I think we've kind of covered it. Yeah, we, we've we've gone on for a bit. Um, just also because you were talking about Shenlong being the dragon punch, the uppercut, the uppercut even was the shuriken, which was uh. Like, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Was uh for rising dragon fist. So um, I don't know if that was initially meant to mean the same as Shenlong in it, or if he meant a different move that he does. I'm not sure if, if something was lost in translation there, or if, you know, if Rising Dragon Fist was, you know, uh, culturally kind of appropriate. Not culturally appropriate, culturally changed to make sense. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I don't know, anyway. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That kind of that kind of covers it, really. Um, yeah, I think so. I just, I'm, I'm really happy they moved away from the original Street Fighter, because it was it was not a it wasn't fun <laughs> it did really yeah. it did quite uh, poorly well some some ratings rated it quite good some gave it pretty bad um but I, i'm not you know i'm not sure how much of that is people looking back and thinking it was the start and it did have a lot of good things in it but uh yeah for for what street fighter 2 became and then you know it is now it, it's uh, it is really really good fun um sure. also there's one thing i said i want to go so this is just so we, you know, we're not really talking about the original Street Fighter because it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't really what what the game is that we all know. But some of the characters that were in the first one, right? Uh, do you remember Birdie in the later Birdie? Street Fighter characters? No, not at all. Birdie is like this mad, massive character. He's um, he got like a weird, huge kind of mohawk on him. Oh, I think so. Yeah, he's in the first Street Fighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a load of the characters that you would uh, kind of forget about, they they were there or they were re-kind of skinned or they were changed. There was a guy called Geki, who was a claw-wielding ninja. Um, He kind of became Vega from the looks of things because he had a claw and jumped around a bit like him. Mm. Um, And then Eagle, do you remember Eagle? No. Yeah, so he's got uh, like Kali sticks. There's kind of, uh, you know, those martial arts sticks that, that, that you use, like the shorter ones. Uh, so he was in the first one as well. So um, somebody's so they kind of got rid of a lot of them for Street Fighter Two, but um, I think they did it right because I, I don't think like you know Birdie or Eagle or anything uh, are quite as iconic as the, the the roster that we did end up with. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think now the characters are so much. Well, after Street Fighter Two, they were so iconic and they were so individual. Um, I, I never took the characters. In, in much of the series after. There was a couple, like, you know, Skullomania and stuff that I enjoyed playing with. Yeah. I actually love Street Fighter X plus Alpha. That's probably my favourite Street Fighter. Um, that, that was, again, that really made your, your fingers blister. That was but, a uh, brilliant game. Yeah, it, it started, um, you know, I think that was the first 3D fighting game. But anyway, we're not talking about Street Fighter X plus yeah. Alpha. Um, so, yeah, thanks um, for listening, if you are. Um, if you have any questions or you want us to do a game that you recommend or something, um, our email address is press the action button pod at gmail.com. Um, I think that's the only channel we have of contact now. So, um, anything else, Yusuf? Or? Yeah, no, that, that's that's everything. Yeah, yeah please get in touch um, if you want. Uh, we haven't decided what we're going to do just yet for the, for the next episode. So, if there's anything that you'd like to uh, like us to get into uh, let us know and uh, be safe out there everybody in this time and it's a good time to maybe go back and play some old games yeah absolutely keep laughing